You ready for some real talk? As the market contracts, we have to get more and more focused on sales, sales conversions. And if we're going to be doing that, we need to look at the process of sales. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you're a heavy operator. You think in logic, you think analytically and methodically. Because of that, I want you to know about Sales Hub from HubSpot. It's an all-in-one platform that is designed beautifully. This tool is a dream, not only for the seller, the person who's having these conversations, but also for you as the operator. It is organized. It's going to sort everything in a beautiful pipeline. You're going to be able to create reminders and you can manage leads. Here's the thing that I love. It automates the outreach. And from an ops perspective, it's powered by AI. So the teams that are in here are going to spend much less time on tedious and time-consuming tasks. And to me, that means productivity, which we all love. You can try Sales Hub for free by going to hubspot.com slash sales and get started today. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. We are talking through episode number 241 today. And we are going to keep up with the same theme of talking through how we are able to get clients, secure clients, and move our prospects through the process of going from a lead or a referral or a prospect into an actual customer. And so in these last couple of episodes, we've been giving you some good ideas and creative ways to bring those clients in. And today we're going to go through an important part of the process in acquiring a new client or customer. That is a discovery call. That's what we call it here at the Ops Authority. And a discovery call, it's typically a call and it could be a phone call, but for the majority of us, it's going to be a Zoom call, something that we do over a meeting room where we're able to see each other face to face. That is going to be very important for me. I believe it is very important to see someone face to face when we're going through the sales process so that you can truly get a good connection to the the client or the prospect on the other side. But this is going to take place before any payment has been made. You're truly in a discovery phase where this is the perfect time for you to ask questions and for your prospect to come to you with questions as well. Now, we have recorded an episode, the, that's the proverbial we, by the way, In episode number 68, we went through the 10 questions that you should ask in a discovery call. So if you're in the process of having discovery calls and at least thinking through how you would organize a discovery call, I highly encourage you to look back at episode number 68. Today, 
We're still talking about discovery calls, but I'm just going to modernize that a little bit, the conversation a little bit. It's going to be less of a how-to. You've got all of those questions in episode number 68, and I personally go back to that often. We refer people to episode 68 all the time. But today, we're evolving that conversation, and we're really talking through how you can close a discovery call in the year 2024. Things are always changing, but this really kind of closes the loop for me. And you're going to have the structure of the questions to ask in episode number 68. But today I'm going to talk through how you can actually close a discovery call so that you can move from the discovery call and into the cell. Before we get started on today's content, I wanted to make sure that you knew that we've got a free Facebook group that is open. It is perfect. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't want to miss out on theopsinsiders.com. That's our free Facebook group. It's a community of project managers, high-level operators, directors of operations, and it is a super thriving place on the internet. It's a place where you can come in, you can ask questions. We see a lot of job postings in there and you are going to be able to connect with people who think a lot like you. No longer do you have to feel alone or don't feel like you have a resource of a place to ask questions that pertain to high-level operations work. You've got that in theopsinsiders.com. Be sure to join us over there. All right, we're gonna keep this a little short and sweet today because I want this to be really, really helpful for all of us who are having discovery calls And I want to move from just kind of chit-chatting on those calls into showcasing all that you have, all that you are, and showing the brightest parts of yourself so that the person on the other end of the line gets a ton of confidence in what they are learning about from you. And with all of that, it makes them in a more confident state to say yes to you. And that's ultimately what we are doing on Discovery Calls. Discovery calls give you a time and a place to, like I mentioned earlier, to ask questions. And those questions help you to get more clarity on the position, the state, the focus of the company that you could be partnering with. Discovery calls don't always turn into a sale. Discovery calls, this is the time and a place for you to get that information so that you know if you should continue to move forward in a partnership with them, if you should suggest and refer them to someone else, or if you just have to say the bold statement of we're not a good fit. And that could be a result of maybe the values that shown through when you were going through this conversation. It could also just be that the service that they actually need is not a service that you specialize in, deliver in, or have any interest in. And I've been in all of those scenarios, and this is why I love discovery calls. Discovery calls are two-sided, so you're going to get a lot of information, and you're going to ask for that during the call, but they're also, the client or the prospect on the other side is also feeling you out as well, and so I like this. I like to start all relationships with this call because it's truly a two-way conversation, It's not just you showing up and leading them through these 10 questions that I suggested that you take a peek at in episode number 68. It's not just that. You want to make sure that this is a two-sided conversation. If they have any questions, this is the place and the time that you want them to ask those of you as well. You both want to make a collective yes decision or a collective no decision, and that should be the result and the focus, the goal of 
hosting a discovery call. So that's a little bit of a background on what discovery calls are. I want you to show up to these discovery calls. And when you do that, I want you to showcase your capabilities, your leadership, your knowledge, and your skills. To do this, the best way that you're going to do this, in my opinion, is to listen really well to the responses, the intention that the prospect is telling you. And you're going to have to think on your feet. But this is how I am able to get a lot of understanding and build a really strong partnership, come into a company as a leader. It's by doing this one thing. I listen very well to their needs and and what they want out of, you know, partnering together. And I never close a discovery call without giving away a, a strong, solid tip, a good piece of advice. And if you can, maybe you can propose a strategy so that you can demonstrate your knowledge, your leadership, your skills, and your capabilities. And so how does this look in real life? If I'm talking to a prospect and they're telling me that they are wanting someone to help them to, you know, they're going to showcase their big vision and I want to take a little piece of that vision and say, hey, here's how I would tackle that. So I'm showcasing to them that I have got a process thinking brain. I'm going to give them a sequential order of a one, two, three. Hopefully you're going to be able to pull on experience of having done that thing in the past. And it doesn't have to be apples to apples as long as you're showcasing that you've got a process that your brain thinks sequentially and analytically. I think you're going to showcase the best parts of you. But I would come back to them and I'd say, okay, this is what your vision looks like. Here's how I would tackle that. By doing this, they are starting to see how you would be partnering with them, how you listen to them, how you take their thoughts and turn them into action. You're already showing them how you could be beneficial in an ongoing or a long-term retainer relationship. I love to do this and I see that this is a big, big missing key in discovery calls. Typically, discovery calls, people are doing a lot of listening, not a lot of asking questions, and they are almost never showcasing their strategy. You might be thinking, oh, if I give it away on this call, what if they take that and they run and they don't partner with me in the future? Guys, you're not going to give them so much strategy that you're solving all their problems, right? Now, this leads me to another point, which is how long should these discovery calls be? Now, if you let your discovery call go on for 90 minutes, either you're not controlling the call which I want you to do. That's why it's a good idea to take a look at those 10 questions and pick out the ones that are going to be the most applicable. Creating an agenda for a call is always going to create a more efficient use of everyone's time. So yes to that. But if you let that discovery call go on and on and on, you're gonna lose control of the call. You possibly could be setting yourself up to give way too much information away. Maybe that's when you would be giving too much of your strategy and solving too many problems. You want to showcase your strategy, your strategic skills, your analytical thinking, and showcase a process that you have, but it can't be. You shouldn't have it be something too comprehensive. Bottom line is you want to showcase that you are a strategic partner, even using terms like this is a strategy, this is a process, this is an action plan that I would use. 
Since joining the HubSpot Podcast Network, I have challenged myself to listen to a new podcast every single month. So I'm going to challenge you to do the exact same thing. And the one that I'm recommending is The Science of Scaling. One of the episodes I recently listened to was with Elisa Rosenthal, who is the head of sales for OpenAI, a tool we all are likely using. And I thought it was a really cool behind the scenes look at how she got the job, how she builds her team, and of course, lots of other operational goodness that I think you're really going to enjoy. So take a listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you listen to your podcast. Let me role play for a second. I know our students always love when I do this, but if I'm on a discovery call, I would showcase, I would let them know, hey, friend, or hey, potential client, I wanted to just take a second. I've been listening to you and I wanted to give you a a real life example of how I could add strategy and be a strategic partner to you in the future. As I've been listening to you, one of the strategies that came to mind is XYZ. For us to be able to tackle that, I would turn that strategy into, you know, these three steps. And this is kind of what I would tackle. Now, this is really, this is off the cuff. So this may not be exactly what I would do, but I just wanted to make sure that you know that it is my expectation of myself to be a strategic partner. And this is just one way that I would be able to showcase that for you. I would use those terms so that you start talking at the level of which you are going, you plan to show up inside of the companies. and. Don't hide behind words that may feel a little bit intimidating. You want to showcase those. You want to bring them forward because we are having in this discovery call, there's so much human psychology that goes into these calls. And so you don't want to sit back and do too much listening. You want to position yourself. That's the whole goal of this call is to position yourself to be a partner. And with that means that you're going to have to talk about yourself, talk about your skills. You're going to have to sell yourself. That's what this call is all about. We want the discovery call to be a point of clarity for both you and the prospect. But even better, if all of that checks out, we want this to be beneficial and turn into a conversion or a sell for you. All right. Something else that comes up in discovery calls that you should be aware of is that you're going to have to be nimble. You're going to have to be flexible. As you're listening to somebody give you all the information that they are aspiring to bring into their business, your offer, your existing offer may not fit exactly what they need. If you're open to it, and I'm not saying you have to be, but flexibility is coming into play right now in this marketplace in 2024. If they are asking for about 70% of what you do, And you think the other 30% is like, hmm, I've never done that. Or I used to do that. You could be on either side of that. I would encourage you to think through, is this something that you could add in for this particular client? Now, everybody has boundaries and I always want you to, you know, value those boundaries and initiate those boundaries. But if it's something that you're open to doing, Don't be so rigid that you cancel out this opportunity and say no to it. Of course, again, you've got to make sure that whatever they're asking of you is not in violation or in contrast to your values and boundaries. But hey, maybe they're saying that they would like some help with creating key performance indicators or KPIs. And maybe you've never done that before, but it's something that you've been interested in doing. Well, let them know. Hey, I've never done KPIs. I'm interested in doing that. 
It's not something that is a part of my package, but I'm going to get some external training on that in the first 30 days. And, you know, in the second 30 days, you should see me be able to do that for you. So that's being flexible. In the same way, they may, you know, be looking for a particular type of operator and maybe you have some expertise and some background in financials, but they have a financial team. So your typical ops package includes financials. Now's the time for you to say, hey, you need to ask yourself first, like, will I join a company where I don't have control of the financials? That's typically what is included for me. Ask yourself, if are you comfortable with partnering with somebody else and you not being the facilitator of the financials? If it's a yes, let them know, hey, this is something I usually include, but for you, since you already have a team stood up, I'm happy to join you. I don't think that you necessarily need to change your rate in that situation, but just showing you both ways of how you can be flexible. It always comes down to listening to what it is that they are wanting. And then I'm encouraging you to be flexible and adaptable in what your existing offer is. Sometimes you might create a new offer on the fly. I've certainly had to do that over time. Some of them have been very fruitful for me because in listening to what this company needs, I create a package or an offer for them that I get into the company. I end up loving what I'm doing. I end up creating processes because that's how we are. And then at the end of the day, I've now got new tools and training that I can then offer to someone else. So to recap, first thing, make sure you share some strategy on the call. Second thing, be flexible. Here's the third thing that I'm gonna wrap up with today. And this is the follow-up. When companies and leaders are talking to you and exploring the opportunity for you to come in as a high-level operator into their company, this may be the first time that they're doing that. They may be replacing somebody who is already inside of their company. You, you know, you'll gain a lot of that information on the call, but because this is a always a four-figure investment per month, this may be something that the leader drags their heels on. So you're going to need to initiate some kind of a follow-up process. What does it look like to follow up for you? I believe that you are going to want to immediately follow up with an email after your discovery call is over. Just kind of recap the call. I would showcase that strategy that you propose to them. Again, reminding them that you've got that strategic arm. And in that email, I would outline what their problems were. Like, here's where I believe that you need help. And here's how I could help you. I would do that in an email. I would do it right after your call. And then I would follow up with them in two days and then one week later. If you don't get a response from them in that week's time of three different outreaches, then I would give one more outreach to them and that's letting them know that you'll be around whenever they are ready to move forward. And, you know, just keep it cordial, but don't forget the follow-up sequence after this is going to be very important. It's not always because they're not interested in you. It could just be that this is a big decision for them and they need a little bit of time to process it. So these are all some key ways that you can convert your discovery calls that you are having. At the crux of this, you need to be moving people from coffee chats into discovery calls or take them right into a discovery call. 
It's my greatest hope that these discovery calls convert into sales and clients for you. And I hope that this information has been helpful. Again, join us at theopsinsiders.com. That's our private Facebook group. That's where we will continue this conversation this week. Again, join us, theopsinsiders.com, and you will hear from me next week. Hope you have a great one. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.